Thank you for joining us for episode 22 of Head Start. This is a weekly podcast to help Liberty's adult and student ministry life group leaders, leaders and, well, anyone else, uh, prepare for the upcoming lesson. Uh, so as a teenager myself, there was a, uh, you guys have heard my story. Uh, I came to know Christ as a high school junior. There was a friend of mine. His name was Joe Simbor. He was integral in my uh, being exposed to the gospel. Joe invited me to go to church. Um, so he, we were buddies, and, and we did a lot of things together. Uh, and one of those things often included eating lunch together. And we would go to my house or to his house. And uh, oftentimes, we had for lunch peanut butter and jelly. That's good. And sort of our motto was that peanut butter and jelly is good for the belly. Yes, it is. How about that? Boom. Oh, uh huh. Yeah. Yes. That's from Deetsville, Alabama, right there. So. <laughs> well, that was actually Prattful, but Pratt- you know, it's close uh, enough. <laughs> Sorry, Deetsville. <laughs> um, and so that's the question. Here's the question it is with your peanut, because I'm certain that everyone I'm around this table are enjoy a good peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Is it going to be creamy or crunchy? Will it be jelly or jam? It's very important. We must know the answer to this. All right, I'll go first. Um, so the peanut butter to me is the more important question. Okay. The mm. jelly, it could be either. I'm, it doesn't I'm really matter. With okay. pretty much any jelly, but it needs to be creamy, Jif, not the natural, oh, the good, the good peanut butter. This okay. is the joke in our house. I'm like, Jenna, we need the good peanut butter, and y'all can have the natural. There it is. So everybody. Oh, the natural that has the juice on top yeah, or yeah, the oil that stirred, comes up on top. Amen, brother. Hey, but uh, what flavor jelly? Do you have a preference? You know, I could. It, doesn't really, it really doesn't matter. Okay. The, the peanut butter is the issue. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll bite on this one. So um, the peanut butter is actually less important to me. Uh, I, I don't mind uh, creamy or uh, crunchy. I do have a struggle with natural peanut butter, but uh, we we found a compromise in our home uh, that, you know, there's like a no-stir kind of natural peanut butter that Skippy does and that Jif does. So we, we've got the uh, we've got the Jif natural no-stir peanut butter. I don't really know what that means. Uh, but... As far as the jelly goes, I've never been able to tell you the difference between jam, jelly, and preserves. I still don't know it to this day. Uh, I'm sure somebody's told me in the past, and it's just not important enough to me to remember. So uh, I forget it. Uh, Flavor-wise, man, I'll take anything. I will say my mother-in-law recently made a number of jars of pomegranate uh, jam, Mm. and it is absolutely delicious. So you put that on a peanut butter sandwich, and it doesn't really matter what else you got going on. It's going to be good. There you go. There you go. Okay. How about that? Pomegranate jam. Jam. That I've ever had. Jelly preserve. Jelly or preserves. <laughs> jam is homemade and jelly is store bought. I don't know. There you go. Uh, peanut butter. Uh, I take creamy every time if I have a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jif would be my preference. Uh, but uh, around the house, it's whatever was on sale. Uh, it's the peanut butter that shows up. And sure. for me, I, I eat it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, jelly. Um, Jam, I don't know that I have a preference because I really don't know the difference. So it's whatever is in the refrigerator that I yes. grab. And uh, there's some in homemade jars and there's some in um, uh, store-bought jars. So it's whatever is there. 
Okay. And uh, now the most unusual jelly jam preserve I had was kudzu, and kudzu. Uh, made from kudzu, and uh, it, it was um, what interesting to taste. Really? This is real. This, this is, is real. real this is real. I've heard of that. Before. Benny Benny Reynolds' wife uh, Kara made it, and so it was real, and I had to try it. Yeah. Well, and it goes good with peanut butter. So peanut butter yeah. makes everything good. There's plenty of kudzu available, especially in Alabama. So yeah. you have to yeah. cook it down and drain it. Huh. Well, there you go. Fascinating. I, too, will go creamy. Uh, and um, we do either the, what did you call it, the good jelly? The, I mean, the, the good, good peanut butter. butter. Yes, uh, we'll do either that or the... The oily stuff, the natural, where you have to stir it, uh, and I, I'm pretty interchangeable. That doesn't really bother me. Have you ever accidentally spilled peanut butter oil on yourself while stirring it? I don't guess I have, no. It stains. That would change yeah. your mind. That, yeah. that, uh, it seems like it would be kind of thick. Yeah, okay. Uh, and, and grape. I'm a grape jelly. Grape jelly. I like that. That's my preference. Bama jelly is really good jelly. So, hey. Okay. I think we... Are owed some sponsorship dollars <laughs> after this yeah. episode. Call Jeff and see what they think. Skippy, Bama, you know, all over the place. Yeah. So great uh, value, great value. <laughs> yeah, yes, Publix brand is pretty good. It'll keep up with Jeff. Yeah, got to try it. What did you say? Publix brand. Publix. Okay. Yeah, just I a generic Publix brand. We'll keep yeah. up. It's good. So one of another thing that we try to keep in front of you, life group leaders, is uh, the commitment that we've made to share the gospel three times in 2023. Uh, so the last couple of weeks we've been uh, sharing our own story. So uh, brother Tim will be sharing his uh, three in 23 journey with us here uh, now. Thank you, Matt. Uh, as we rolled this out in January, I had uh, some great opportunities right out of the gate. Our son. Caden was uh, home before school started, and um, he brought this young lady with him that we were meeting that he was interested in, and they were starting to date. And, uh, and so we just took that opportunity of getting to know her. Uh, I just rolled out to my story to her uh, about who I am and, and shared with her my gospel story. And the interesting thing that happened uh, she said, well, since you've told me yours, I'll tell you mine. And so nothing did a dad's heart any uh, more, brought any more joy than hearing a young lady that he was interested in dating talk about her relationship with Christ. And so that was neat. It was in our living room, and uh, it was just a neat setting. Um, but to step out there and just share your story and, and uh, the gospel message. And I didn't know where she was going to line up other than I felt like she was a believer, but uh, she had a special story as well. Um, was able also uh, probably within that week to share with our life group. And so our life group members jumped all over this and, and began sharing their story and uh, in light of the gospel, and and I did that with our life group with God, Man, Christ response as a focus, and and that spurred two or three others sharing, and so we did that early. Uh, we've done that through the year occasionally, and then in the community, uh, one advantage as as a pastor is that uh, you know you have divine appointment opportunities that come your way, and and probably in January, the first gospel conversation with someone outside the church that I was not sure about their salvation, 
was was in my office just getting to know someone and uh, sharing uh, the gospel message with them. And uh, that's happened numerous times through the year. Uh, the most recent time was this morning of somebody that um, that I, comes to church, and I'm not, I did not know what their story was. So uh, we leaned into the gospel message and said, tell me about your journey with Jesus, and, and then asking key questions on that. And uh, the, the gospel conversations of those either in the community or I'm not sure uh, about their relationship with the Lord, all of them at this point have ended up this year with more of an affirmation of their uh, knowledge or relationship with God. And so not yet uh, had anybody to pray right there on the spot to receive Christ, but uh, the gospel message never returns void. Uh, one that y'all can pray for me with is what I call continued gospel engagements with a, n- a neighbor. We've had uh, conversations multiple times. It's time for another one uh, about a relationship with the Lord, and there's affirmation of a belief, but I'm not positive about a personal walk with Jesus. And so that's the next phase of our conversation as we continue to engage with the gospel story. But uh, those, uh, my three happened early, and I've tried to uh, keep that storyline going throughout the year. That's good. That's good. Thank you for sharing that. I um, just, just some gospel conversations that I've been hearing. Uh, last night, yesterday afternoon, I was talking to a church member, and she was telling me about how she had the privilege of sharing the gospel with someone, and they prayed to receive Christ. Wow. That was That's so cool. awesome to awesome. hear last night uh, or yesterday afternoon. Um um, last week, two weeks ago, I asked you guys to pray for me as I have an opportunity to share the gospel. I, I'm going to be meeting with this guy tomorrow morning, uh, so I'm hoping for an opportunity. We're going to be talking about a number of things, uh, but hope to be able to share the gospel with him soon, if not tomorrow morning. So ask that you would continue to pray there. Um, so. Um, so our passage this week, as we prepare for Sunday's sermon, uh, the passage is Philippians chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, as we continue our meandering through the book. Uh, and so Kyle is going to guide us through a conversation as we look at this passage. Yeah, so uh, as we get into chapter 4, um, we will begin with a verse that we ended the previous sermon with, and that's verse 1. And Paul is just saying, hey, my brothers, he's talking specifically to the church, so it could be my brothers and sisters whom I love and long for, my joy and crown stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. And and you just see a couple things uh, in just the very first verse. Uh, Number one, the way that he um, values and genuinely cares for the Philippians. It's a repeated theme throughout this letter of how much Paul values them and cares for them. And so it comes out in these different ways that he addresses them. Um, He says that they are the ones that he loves and longs for. He longs to be back in their presence again. Remember, he's in prison. And so he does long to see their face once more. He says they are his joy and his crown. Uh, he uses the same kind of language with the uh, Thessalonians uh, when he's talking about wanting to be in their presence again and that they are his uh, joy and his crown of boasting before the Lord. Um, and really what he's saying is 
you are who I value in the presence of the Lord. You are who I point to in the presence of the Lord, who I'm thankful for and proud of in uh, the presence of the Lord. And so you just see the genuineness of his, his care uh, and love and affection for the Philippians. That's a really interesting terminology, my joy and crown. I mean, that's not something we say today. How would we say that today? I mean, I know this is a strange question, man. It's off the, off the hip here, but I don't know. Is that a joy and my trophy? trophy? Think, yeah, my yeah. trophy. Yeah, because yeah. it's yeah. your reward for victory. That's okay. that's probably what Paul's referencing. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Okay. So, I mean, really, life group leaders, look around you and your life group. Um, you can see those members as your crown and uh, of boasting uh, in terms of the the ones that you're investing in for the sake of the Lord and one day you get to point to and say I did this and these people uh, for cool. your sake Jesus yeah. so it really does elevate how you see your fellow believers as well those that you're investing in um, but again he exhorts them to stand firm uh, we know the challenges that they're facing that he himself is facing just that uh, again repeated uh, theme of stand firm, be steadfast uh, in the Lord. He's encouraging them once more because now in verse 2, he's going to turn over to one of the biggest challenges facing any local church, division. He says, I entreat Euodia and I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. These are two ladies. We don't know much about them at all and uh, except for what he will say in the next verse that they have labored side by side with him. But uh, whatever the case, whatever their uh, issue is with each other, they are divided. They are in conflict. Those are not um, names that we see on the potential baby list. Baby names, names, 2024, man, I'm telling right. you. Yeah. 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 Say it again. Euodia and Sittiki. And Sittiki. Uh, hmm. the, the old joke is that they are grumbling um, because their names are Euodia and Sittiki. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, we really don't know the nature of their, their division there, um, but uh, Paul sees it as important enough uh, that he needs to address it in this letter from prison say, hey, uh, I'm personally speaking to Euodia, and I'm personally speaking to Syntyche. I want the two of you to agree in the Lord. Called uh, them out, did he? calls Ouch. them out. So, yes, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and I think that this leads to a couple of great questions uh, in the Life Group material, and thanks, Kyle, for bringing all that that kind of stuff up. Uh, Paul understands there's going to be conflict in every church, and Liberty Baptist Church in Chelsea, Alabama, a couple thousand years down the road uh, from, you know, the church at Philippi that Paul's writing to is no exception to that. Um, and so there's great questions here in your curriculum. I'm looking at the bottom of page 51 and the top of page 52 uh, where they ask, why is it important to redirect others and to be redirected to the main purpose of the church, right? It's the first question. Uh, Paul does not say and does not spell out and does not get into whatever the disagreement was between these two women. So to him, it's less important what the actual conflict is and more important how the conflict resolves and that it be in agreement. Um, and so there's a lot to be learned there and a lot to talk about there. Uh, the second question right after it, though, I think is equally important for us to navigate through. How do arguments and disagreements disrupt what God wants to do through his people? It's very important for us to realize that even though conflict will arise, we will have disagreements. 
Those things are not neutral uh, in the body of Christ. While they are needed, they are not neutral. Um, And we have to be very, very careful as a church family uh, to make sure that as they arise, we can recognize quickly when is this uh, you know, satanic opposition trying to derail the mission that God has called us to? Uh, when is this divine instruction leading us to something that we need to understand and work through differently or change our behavior? And then when is this just two humans being humans and not getting along with each other? And at the end of the day, we need to kind of maybe just get over ourselves a little bit, uh, grow up, mature, uh, and decide to put it behind us and set our eyes on something that's ultimately of greater value. So great questions. I think they'll lead to good discussion in your life group. I encourage you to highlight them. That's good. And uh, so Paul begins uh, in verse 3 to address the Philippians again. He's just, he's just called out Euodia and Syntyche, and now he goes right back to the Philippians, and he, he asks them to help these two ladies uh, to reconcile. Um, conflict and division is never a private matter. It may involve two people, um, but because those two people are members of the body of Christ, it impacts and affects uh, everybody. And so Paul calls in the rest of the Philippians to come alongside these two ladies um, to help them to reconcile. He reminds these two ladies, you have a common Lord. He says, you know, you need to agree in the Lord. He's also reminding them that they have a common fellowship with uh, their fellow believers in the church at Philippi. He reminds them that they have a common mission. Uh, They have labored by his side uh, for the gospel, and they have a common end that they, uh, their names are in the book of life. Um, And so he, in conflict, Within the local church, we forget those things. Uh, We lose sight of those things. And whatever we are wanting in that given situation becomes what kind of clouds our our sight to those things. And so Paul is bringing those things back into the forefront and saying, remember these things. Remember who you are. Remember the mission that God's given to us. And Philippians, come alongside these two ladies and help them because the mission is too important for this to uh, divide them. He goes into verse 4 and says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. And we think initially reading that, well, okay, he's just turning the page and he's, he's changing the subject here. Um, but he's really not. When uh, you are all about whatever you want, um, you need to be uh, reminded to rejoice in the Lord because it it lifts the eyes of your heart to uh, the Lord once more. You remember who he is. You remember what he's done for you. You remember um, what he's done for that person that you're in conflict with. You remember what he's called you to. And so as they rejoice, that is going to impact how not only they see themselves, but how they see that person they're in conflict with and how they see the circumstance. And so that rejoicing is part of how they are to help uh, Euodia and Syntyche come together. 
it's how these two ladies are to grow and be reconciled through rejoicing in the Lord. So he tells them, rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. Uh, again, I will say rejoice. Then he says, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. Um, the Lord is at hand. That, that word reasonableness, um, it, it has the idea of courtesy, of deferring, of yielding. So much of our conflict, and indeed James 4 would say that all of our conflict, all of our quarreling is because we make demands, we assert our rights. And the way forward in conflict to, the, to being reconciled is to cultivate this spirit of yielding and deferring to the other, not asserting our rights, not asserting our demands, but saying, um, uh, but putting the other before yourself sounds a lot like what he was calling the Philippians to in chapter 2, verses 3 through 4, before then showing how Jesus himself um, uh, put, the, uh, put others' interests before his own. And so you just see this kind of repeated theme again. This is what it actually looks like in your day-to-day -day life in conflict with other believers, this is what it looks like to actually not be all about your own interests. Mm. It looks like rejoicing in the Lord. It looks like deferring to the interests of others, even when it causes you to have to sacrifice. Do all that. Why? Because the Lord is at hand. He, he, he's with you, number one. Um, and number two, he's coming back again. And so that when it says the Lord is at hand, you can take it in both of those ways. Um, and I think both are probably intended here. Remember, you are part of the body of Christ, and he is with you. Therefore, be reconciled. And number two, your names are in the book of life. One day you're going to be reconciled, so you can have the hope that you need to pursue reconciliation right now. So just to, overall, the, the passage is a great um, uh, picture of, number one, the danger of division within the local church, and then number two, the way forward in uh, addressing that division. It's great stuff. Uh, as y'all look toward highlighting the measures, the marks of discipleship that we've identified uh, while you're teaching through this passage, let me draw your attention to number two, and I'm actually going to throw a curveball real quick. Uh, I'm going to ask that as you work through this one or you present this one, um, I want to adjust it to uh, from helper to friend, and I'll explain why in just a second. But the question in number two being, who needs you as a friend uh, to encourage them to be of one mind instead of quarrelsome? So that mark of discipleship that we've identified, a friend who loves others, that's really the community piece of our um, measures, the, the piece that encourages us to live in harmony with each other, to live watching out for one another, holding each other accountable, all that sort of thing. And so, yeah, being a helper in that way is good, but I think this one fits actually better with being a friend who loves others. So as that friend, uh, who needs you to encourage them to be of one mind instead of quarrelsome, right? Again, we are no exception. We do have conflict. We do see division uh, that arises in pockets at our church. Who do you know who's struggling in that way, wrestling through issues or struggling with disagreements, those kinds of things, that you can step in as a friend who loves them and encourage them to be of one mind as we are on mission as a church? 
Thanks, Brian. And also, um, as you make application, uh, the live it out points are, are very specific. Uh, one, do lean into helping your uh, members of your life group to uh, think through, pray through, identify any area of conflict that they may be current with uh, in, in struggling uh, with others. And if there is a point that exists that is conflict in their life currently, uh, do challenge and encourage them to be praying about how they personally could take the initiative, move toward that other person in an effort for unity and reconciliation. And so many times uh, in conflict issues, we wait on the other person to make the first move. But as we seek to draw near to the Lord and have our hearts in a right position with Him, uh, don't be surprised that if that the Holy Spirit moves upon you to make the move and express uh, a love and a desire to be together in Christ. And, and so challenge uh, the members in your life group uh, to just pray through and think through uh, of any areas of conflict or tension that they may be experiencing, and then what would God have them to do uh, to move toward that point of reconciliation? And the second live it out has been all month long. Uh, do continue to pray about taking time to serve the person you've been praying for by name. Find a tangible way uh, that you can come alongside and serve them or be helpful to them. And uh, so I want you to take that step and uh, do an act of serve to that person you've been praying for. That's good. Um, it's good to keep that in front of us, and leaders encourage you to be certain uh, to keep that in front of your group um, uh, because that's the, the application of the passage of Scripture, and that is so much about who we are and what we want to be about. Um, so we've got uh, uh, something coming up, and Kyle's going to encourage us about e-groups that are starting, and want be sure for you leaders to uh, reach out and encourage your groups to participate. Yeah, so on Wednesday the 25th, we will begin our third and final block of e-groups for this year, um, and we have three new classes uh, beginning, and so uh, just run through them real quick. Uh, the first one is What Have We Done Part 2, and it is about parenting teens. Uh, the one and only Matt Adams will be moderating that, we'll have a number of uh, uh, couples that will be sharing their experience and sharing some good discussion time. Um, you got some experience with that or something, Matt? I, you, I, you, I, I, I'm a little bit, maybe. That's good. Maybe I've been around one or two teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be a really good group. Um, we just finished up part one and parenting smaller kids. So that was a great class. And so I'm really hopeful that this one will be uh, just as good, but you need to be a part of it. And then we have Grandparenting with Grace. This is a class that we did uh, last year. We've got Gene and Sharon Rogers and then Russ and Tate Roberts coming back to uh, lead this one again. If you missed it the first time, um, get involved with this one. It's a great group, a lot of great feedback from that one, and uh, they will do a great job with it. Let me just say amen to that. Dawn and I were in the first class prior to uh, grandchildren, I think, or it may have been right after the first one, uh, but it is a good, good class for grandparents uh, to know how to pray, how to be intentional, and uh, seeing the Lord uh, uh, move upon the life of your grandchildren. So, fun class. 
Uh, yeah, from what I remember, there was a lot of laughter in that class, so I think it, it should be good. And then the last one is uh, pursuing peace. I'll be leading that one, and really it falls right in line with what we just talked about in our passage for this week. Um, dealing with conflict, how do you actually um, navigate conflict in a godly biblical way? And so that's how we will, or that's what we will be covering in that e-group. So remember, you can sign up online, you can sign up uh, through your life group as well. Um, can we sign others up for that class? <laughs> no, I'm just picking it. That is a joke. Do not repeat that, life group leaders. Send the link. Send the link to somebody you there think it is. to take this class. Okay. That class is going to get a lot bigger. Uh, I'll start doing that. So, no, uh, you can sign up in different ways. Uh, online is the best way. You can sign up uh, for meals as well. So, hope that you will be a part of that and encourage your group to be a part of that. Life group leaders, I'm going to ask you to lead. I'm going to ask you to identify the class that you um, are going to participate in and then invite someone, invite someone personally to come go and be a part of this class with you. Uh, so thank you for doing that. It's quickly coming. Uh, so go ahead and make those uh, connections in those invitations. Hey, uh, thank you, fellas, for uh, sharing some time with our leaders. And uh, leaders, we will see you on Sunday.